All right, guys, so before we get into the episode, I want to shout out my current and past Patreon members over at patreon.com slash t101podcast. Lucas Grudzian, Engelbert Sebastian, Ruben Dobson, Danny Pyrate, Ami Prasad, T-Bob Art, Marie Spurlick, Oliver Mercer, and Michael Wellen. Thank you all for your patronage to the 101 Passion Project. If you want to join that list, get added content, exclusive benefits, early episodes, giveaways, all that fun stuff, like I said, head over to patreon.com slash t101podcast. Alrighty, guys, we are back. And uh, on the other end of the line, we're being joined by Jenny Tran, who is an up-and-coming actor uh, based in California. Jenny, thank you so much for... uh, joining the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so I guess we can start at the beginning because I, I, I think that's the best natural place to start. And what got you, what was like the light that went off in your head when you were like, I don't know how old you were, but when you were thinking to yourself what you were going to do with your life and acting came into the picture and you were like, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, I think as far back as I can remember, um, I was an only child, so um, I had a lot of time on my hands to uh, watch TV and hang out with my imaginary friends. And um, (laughs) and I think it just dawned on me at a really young age that I, I just had like, um, like a deeper emotional capacity than like my other friends and I had like this huge imagination so much so that, you know, I would just go off on tangents and make up these like stories and, and be these characters like constantly. Um, and, and it's interesting because it kind of like kept it as something I just did for fun or something, you know, to entertain my friends and family with because I never really took it that seriously since, um, you know, growing up in a very traditional Asian family, it was like definitely not supported as like a career choice. So, um, so I kind of just like did it for fun. Like I, I did drama in junior high, uh, you know, did all the plays and did, you know, theater in high school and college, but, and then like even did like a full on career, (laughs) like another career until I realized it was killing me. And, um, do you mind if I ask you what that was? No, not at all. Um, I, I started in marketing, um, and then moved up to uh, VP of business development at a, um, like an advertisement firm. So you basically like you had a pretty lucrative thing going. (laughs) No. Yes. Yeah. My parents were very proud. <laughs> wow. Um, and and I were... thought. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. I, I was just going to. And I thought it was what I wanted for a long time until I realized I, I was just like deeply unhappy. That's insane. So how, mu- uh, so, so how many years did you invest in that? Um, I was doing that for seven years. Um, and then. Uh, <laughs> So, and then I, I just made the choice to leave, um, at age 25, I had a lot saved up. And so I felt semi-comfortable with it. Um, and, and, and it wasn't like, 
like I woke up one day and decided to do it. Like I had been thinking about it for, for a few years and a few things had happened that kind of helped with that push too. Um, and I think one of those things was just like, I think there's something to, uh, putting your, your dreams out into the universe. Cause like, once I said it out loud, like, you know what, I think I, I might want to give acting a try. Like all these things just started happening and I took them as a sign and I, um, and then I, you know, there was some falling outs at, at my work, um, you know, being in like corporate, corporate America, I think like there were just some things that I, I was like deeply unhappy with, um, as far as like, like sexism and like, um, just some weird stuff happening, me being like a young female in in a male dominated world, you know, um, that I was yeah. like, you know, I kind of want to be my own boss and I, I want to like follow my dreams and do what I want to do and like not really worry about all this, all the politics of, of like, you know, an office space. Um, and I, and like almost immediately, um, I, I like go to a party with a friend who, who is in the industry and like a week later, somebody messages me on Facebook and it's like, Hey, I think, um, I, I heard you mentioning that you wanted to be, you're an actress. Right. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, like, this is just like, like after I said it, like, um, like two weeks ago, you know, and, and they were like, okay, cool. Cause like my friend who's an executive producer is, um, literally looking for your type like a mousy um he's like you you do comedy I'm like yes and he, you know I'm, I'm just like going along with this conversation and uh he's like okay cool because like uh, we're looking for like a mousy like Asian uh comedian um for this like Cameron Diaz movie that's coming out <laughs> and he's like um you know can you send me your resume and I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah. And I remember, like, just scrambling because I'm like, what does an actor's resume even look like? <laughs> um, uh, I had, I was in over my head, you know. I had, like, a, a few friends, you know, help help me um, with, like, this makeshift resume that was awful. It had, like, nothing on it. On it. Um, like, maybe a couple of, like, pretend films that I didn't do. And, um and I went in for this audition. Oh, and I got coached. I because I was like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I've never done on films, you know, on camera stuff. Um, I go into this casting office, and they're like, "I love you." They call me three hours later, and they're like, "You are pinned," um, and uh, it's between you and two other girls. And I'm just like, "That is insane." Um, I, I didn't get it, <laughs> but. Uh, it was a big deal. I'm just like, how, like I got into a room that a lot of people, I think, um, work years and years and years to get into. And so, you know, again, like I, I just took that as like a sign and, um, I put in my two weeks, um, and just started, <laughs> you know, on my path of trying to navigate what it means to be in this industry. Um, and like shortly after that, another friend approached me and was like, Hey, this is really random, but I had your, like, Facebook has been like a great thing for me in my like early career because he's like, I had, um, 
like your picture popped up on my Facebook and I, I share um, the same like office space with this agent and he saw your picture and I told him you, you're an up and coming actress and he wants to see you if you're interested in a meeting. <laughs> and I was like, um, yes, of course. Like, of course I want an agent. Um, so I, I go in and I, and I get my first agent that way, which is so crazy, you know, to think about. <laughs> Really? Seriously? So, like, one of the things that just, it, like, immediately came to my attention was I've had a few uh, actors on the podcast, and um, I just find it interesting how some, like, when they're female, some will refer to themselves as actresses, and then some will refer to themselves as just actors. Yes. Um, where do you, this doesn't really have much to do with where your career went, but it's just something that I'm always fascinated by. Where do you fall in line with that? Like, do you prefer to call yourself an actor or an actress you know for a long time I was adamant on actor because I was like you know what I'm a serious actor it's actor for all of us we are one yeah. <laughs> um but then I was like you know it's kind of silly and um to to be like correcting people on that for, for me anyway uh you know and, and for somebody else if if that's important that's totally fine and I get it um but I you know, I, I don't, I don't care either way, honestly. Um, I, I usually say actor, but when someone calls me an actress, I, you know, I say, okay, yeah, <laughs> that's fine. You respond too. to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, it's just this weird little differentiation that some people make. And I think the big argument is like, well, you know, it's, there's doctor, there isn't doctress, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like, sure. oh, I see where you're coming from. Um, yes. Because for the longest time, I used to say actress, like I would differentiate them. But now I kind of find myself just it, like all encompassing. Everybody, like you said, is just like an actor. So Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and I think like um, I stopped correcting people because I realized that it, you know, I don't think people are doing it like viciously or anything. You know, I, I, th- I think it just comes from like naivety and um, and they just don't realize that, uh, you know, there is a, there could even be a preference. So, and so many people do use the word actress that, I don't know. I think I got tired of it. I was like, "Ah, you know what? (laughs) I don't know if this is a battle I want to fight. (laughs) Um, So I don't. Nice. Nice. So you, you were mentioning that, that you basically got messaged on Facebook and that it sounds from like everything you just said to me, it sounds like you were in the right place at the right time. A lot of times. And, in the beginning, yes. Yes. Okay. But I got to imagine, like, I'm trying, like, when you were telling me that, I was pretending like I was you. And if I were, like, get to, be, like, be getting that stuff, I would be, I don't know, I'd be hesitant because I'd be like, this isn't real. Like, no one's messaging me going, you're the right type. You're the one I'm looking for. Like, it just all would sound to me like it's some kind of a scam or something. Like, did that ever cross your mind? Um, it didn't cross my mind with the audition specifically because, um, you know, he told me like the casting office and, it, you know, I like I Google everything um, okay. and and it, it was legit. And um, no, it, it didn't. But I think I think that a lot of luck does come from like a certain level of ignorance, too. Like, even with my first agent, I think 
like probably somebody else would have been like, mm, this might be sketchy. I don't know. But I'm like, yeah, this is great. Let me go in there. <laughs> you know? um, um, Maybe that's um, the attitude you need. Maybe that's the attitude you need. Bright eyed, bushy tailed. Yeah. Just like, yeah, I'm, I'm there tomorrow. What time? Nice. <laughs> um, but like, you know, just to be clear, that was the beginning of my career. And oftentimes I, I think back and I'm like, wow, a lot of that stuff came like before I was even ready for them, you know? Um, and, and it's like, oh, if, if only I had those, those opportunities, maybe like now or like a year ago, I would have been able to perhaps take in those, uh, those opportunities further along. Um, but there were a lot of lessons to be learned and there were a lot of things that I needed to, um, adjust to, you know, coming from like, uh, like a salary nine to five career where, you know, meetings are scheduled and never rescheduled. Um, and knowing like what my five year trajectory is like, there was just so many things that felt, stable and there were so many things that felt like just put in place so that I constantly felt like uh safe I don't know if that's the right word but um so leaving that and going into a career where like there you know no one path is the same and everyone's trying to figure it out and you know, there is no like, oh, like I'm next. <laughs> like it's my turn in line, you know, <laughs> like it was like difficult. So it, it definitely took like a couple of years to even like get adjusted and acclimated to like being okay with my schedule, like not knowing what's going to happen the next day, every day, <laughs> you know, um, living in and, the moment essentially. Yeah. And that's, you know, I think like some people like are naturally born with it, with that kind of thing. Uh, but Jenny Tran, seven years ago, like if you changed something, like, like if I had planned a lunch with you, like next Wednesday, and then like Tuesday, let's say you were like, I'm so sorry, I can't make it. I would be so upset. I'd be like, excuse me, but like I carved out like this time for you. How dare you? (laughs) Whereas now I wake up and I could have four auditions that day and I'm like, okay, let's go. Let's do this. You know, and like learning to just have that flexibility and um, yeah, being in the moment is like, it's huge. Um, And it was a huge leap for, for me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right now you could be like, someone could notify you. All right. Bye Eddie. And you'd be like, (laughs) head right out. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Now, I mean, I never thought, I never envisioned myself being this easygoing, but it's great. I love it. (laughs) No, you sound really happy, but like, it's, that's why I like to talk to, I mean, putting aside the fact that I just love, you know, talking movies and, and, and talking to people that do that kind of stuff. And, um, I, I, I really do find it fascinating that it's, it's one of these career paths where you know, it's so uncertain and it's, it's a big gamble really. Yes. And, and to, to have that amount of courage to do it. I mean, obviously you have to have, I think some kind of a support group around you. So, yes. you know, like if, 
if if stuff were to go not the way you want it to, you kind of have something to fall back on, people to help you. But I, man, just major props to, especially with your situation, because I'm trying to envision leaving, like you said, a, a very stable kind of thing. Like you knew what you were going to probably make in a year and, and all that stuff. And, but just that wasn't doing it for you. And that's admirable that you took up that courage and, and left it. That's really cool. Thank you. Yeah. It's... I, I, I mean, I, I won't lie. I definitely like had moments where like I looked back and was like, I am such an idiot or like, <laughs> <laughs> what was I thinking? Um, but now I like have no regrets and I think it all happened, you know, for like good reason. And it like, it actually prepped me to be like the business person I am today as an actor, you know? Um, because I think like the creative stuff was there naturally and, um, and, but like the business stuff is what really like propelled my career. Um, you know, more so than like maybe someone who didn't have that background. I mean, I, I don't know, but like, I do, I do think that it was very helpful in the sense that like, I already understood like with my sales and business background, how to navigate at least that part. And then like the creativity and the technical part of like on camera acting, then that was the thing that like, I had to make sure that I was delivering consistently. And you know what I mean? So like, it was actually, it was actually a good training ground, you know, being, being in business before. So those are the building blocks, you kind of doing it in, in, you know, growing up and, and kind of catching the bug, but then maybe coming to the realization that, you know, oh, well, maybe I should probably just follow what everyone else probably thinks I should do. And yeah. you did that for a while and then said, nope, giving this up. And like I said, the, you were just in the right place at the right time in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then you get an agent. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, I would imagine that it's having an agent must feel like, all right, I'm official now because I have an agent mm-hmm. and they're going to give like, like, like they're, like, they're going to get me everything. Mm-hmm. And is that the actual case or is it very like, you're just kind of waiting and you might not hear from them for a month or two months or three months. Yeah. That's what happened. Actually, that's what I, happens. <laughs> he, I mean, honestly, I think, and also like to be fair, I was so green and um, I really didn't, I mean, I, I had, I had taken new headshots, but I really didn't have uh, a ton of like experience, you know, or um, like I didn't have, I mean, sure I did theater, but I didn't have like training under my belt either. Um, so no, he didn't send me out at all, really. I mean, it was, it was very, maybe like once every three months, it was rough. And, and during that time, I think I was just trying to navigate, um, taking classes so that, uh, like improv classes, I started with groundlings and, um, and filming my own stuff, writing my own stuff. I got really lucky. I had moved into the studio. This is another luck thing in the beginning. Um, I moved into the studio in this like complex that only had 12 units. And half of the people there were established actors. (laughs) 
and they were constantly making stuff and I kind of just fell into that group um and that that is actually going to bring us full circle because it's actually one of those actors that got me the Steve uh Odekirk job (laughs) five years later yes um so I, I was just making stuff with them and just trying to like they, they were like my mentors in a, in a sense, you know, they were kind of teaching me the ins and outs of the industry, what I needed to know, what I needed to look out for, um, how to set realistic expectations. Um, and, and it was rough, you know, um, I, I really didn't audition a ton and I was just like, oh man, like what happened to me was like a lot of luck in the beginning and then it like tapered out and then it was like okay now it's my turn to show up you know um as far as like work ethic goes and making sure that like i had all of my like materials like are they good am i like am i consistently good can i actually deliver like in that audition room like because there's so much you like you have to work on right like it's not just like oh are you a good actor you know like technique is so important and like making sure like you're emotionally and mentally healthy is so important and like you said that support group you know there was a lot of like you know there was a transitional transition period with like my family with my friends because none of my friends were really in the industry so like making new friends um having uh, building a new relationship with my family and like, you know, cause it's, it's like a complete change. Now I'm, I'm needing their emotional support and to, to give them credit. They were really good about that. Um, because I've had kind of like already proven myself to them. Um, yeah, it just took a while for me to like figure things out. Then I finally like got the, cur- like once I felt more comfortable with like what I had to offer, Um, I then like started my own um, live streaming short form improv show at this place called Absolute Live in Burbank. And, um, and, and I kind of like, I blossomed from there. You know, I learned a lot from there because I had, like, I was doing something where um, I could help other actors, but I was also like helping myself too. Um, And we were doing this like fun show that was getting, um, getting legs and yeah. And then left my agent and found a better one and, uh, found a manager. <laughs> um, and no offense to that agent. No offense. If you're no listening. Offense at all. <laughs> Thank you so much for getting me started. Um, <laughs> for believing in me. Uh, but, um, I mean, I knew I needed to, expand um if i were to have any success you know wow so okay so you said uh because i just want to make sure that i'm thinking the right thing here you said groundlings right yes is that the groundlings i'm thinking of um yeah i think there's only one groundlings right like like isn't it a isn't that where like a lot of pretty big comedic actors have been yeah will ferrell came from uh groundlings um, okay. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, I'm thinking, like, for some reason, I'm associating it with Saturday Night Live. A lot, yes. A lot of people from Groundlings um, end up being, you know, um, spokespeople for for a lot of commercials. They end up being on Saturday Night Live. 
Okay. Um, yeah, because, wow. you know, Groundling specializes in characters and, um, it, you know, it's a, it's a great school. I mean, it, and Groundlings wasn't the only, I went to Groundlings, then iOS and Second City and UCB. So like I, I, you know, you end up doing them all. I think a lot of people do, you know, because they, they all kind of have their own specialty. Um, but it, it was good. It really prepared me for like auditions and just for the like openness of what, you know, acting should be like outside of like your, your lines, you know, and like just thinking on your feet and really developing and being able to dive into a character and, and physicality. Yeah. It's, it's good stuff. Highly recommend doing all of those. In your, in your uh, live stream show that you uh, said that you were doing, like you still do that to this day. Um, I actually moved forward from that. Um, it was called Hi Mom Improv. I did that for, for like a year and then decided to do something else um, called Laptivism LA where we were doing um, more like socially conscious like comedy um, and we were doing sketches, improv. We ended up having a main stage show at Iowa West for two years. We did a comedy tour and um, and worked with some some great writers, some great directors, some great actors. Um, and then and then just just when I was about burnt out on that um, path, iOS had made their announcement that they were they were going to close their California office. And I was like, I'm going to take that as a sign to really focus on my acting career, you know? Um, so I, I, like, if you look at my IMDb, the past two years is when I've really gained more traction with, um, like TV shows and, and movies and stuff. And I think it's because I, I was like, wow, I'm using a lot of energy to do this thing that I, I'm really passionate about and I really care about. Like I'm, I'm being socially conscious and um, I get to be artistic and I'm giving people of like all backgrounds, um, like an opportunity to share their art. However, I, it's like, I'm spending like 80 hours a week doing it. And what's falling short is my own career and my own acting. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to ever, I, I was like, there's, there's no way I'm going to stop doing, you know, Laptivism LA unless like for some reason that just like disappeared. <laughs> and then it kind of did. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, well, I guess it's time for me to like, yeah, like show up. So I did. And like just dove real deep into some acting classes and um, went out and auditioned for everything and anything I could. Um, and like just learned a lot. And like, I mean, even at home, you know, like reading pilots every day and doing auditions in front of my own camera and to myself, you know, like just making sure that I'm like perfect on delivery and, and all that. Wow. So do you find like, do you find yourself really irritated by when you hear like actors that aren't quote unquote trained, like getting 
like getting apart or or just like exploding like they're they're like taking off and you're like whoa, whoa, whoa hold on they're not even trained like they're not like like this shouldn't be happening <laughs> like it should be the trained <laughs> ones being like you know given all these opportunities does that frustrate you at all or not really um yes and no because clearly you put in a lot of hours yes but i (laughs) but i think that like those hours are hours i want to put in you know like i don't think like i guess for me i wanted to feel 100 percent confident and competent you know like if i am gonna go on a set or if i'm going to say that i can deliver a service i want to make sure that i am and that um i you know what i mean um but also like i understand the nature of the business you know a lot of it is like right place and right time like i was right for that part like um you know six years ago and I had no training and I still got pinned because it was basically me. Um, and all it came down to was like a height difference, you know? Um, so I get it. You know, sometimes like you just get lucky and that's cool. That's like super cool. <laughs> um, and, but like for me, like I want to, I want to increase that, those chances of luck. Um, so for me, my training, I think what that does, is it just opens more doors for me because now I have a wider range that I can play in and, um, and, and it just like does a lot for my confidence and it does a lot for just like keeping me busy. And also like, I just love it, you know, like, like being at home, reading pilots and like self-taping myself, like I'm not, I'm doing that for me as well you know like it's fun for me I'm I'm kind of like a nerd so like you know even if I'm at a party and like there's another actor there and they're like oh I gotta like memorize these lines I'll be like whip them out let's do it you know like I just love it so much wow so is it like when you're auditioning um because for some reason I just I start anytime I think of like actors auditioning I just immediately go to uh, that scene in La La Land where mm. I don't know, like I don't know if you've seen it or not, but yeah, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, where, where where Emma Stone is like getting really into character, and then just like the person that she's auditioning for, the phone goes off, and they're mm-hmm. just like, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, I gotta take this. Like, <laughs> like, has that ever happened to you? Um, not that exactly, but sometimes <laughs> you know you'll have like just a group of people sitting in the background on a couch, like. I don't know, like crunching on chips, like, <laughs> you know, like texting, you know, oh, um, that's kill. It, it used to, um, until I realized I'm not really doing it for them. I'm doing it for the camera and like what the cam, like, you know, if you let it affect you, the camera's going to see it. So if you don't, I like it. It's kind of a challenge and it's kind of fun. So if you kind of just like work past that and like deliver a great performance anyway. So when they play it back, they're like, damn, that girl was really good. And she didn't like look super weird like the rest of them did. You know, whereas like maybe somebody else was like distracted by the chip eating or whatever. Um, Then like 
you know, I, I don't know. It's, I'm not as offended because I, I understand like casting is like, can be very gruesome as well. Um, and it's a long process. People get hungry, they get tired. They just want to find the right person. So I have empathy for them. Do you think you could ever do it? Like, would you ever, uh, like, like, have you ever casted for something? Yeah. I mean, I, for the, you know, two, three years that I was doing my live show and my, um, my main stage show, we were refreshing. Um, we had like a main cast, but then we would have day players. So we would, we were casting every, every month. So you, okay. So yeah, you're definitely talking from experience with that as well. Cause you probably had to sit through and, and, but I, but I would imagine for something like that, it's maybe not necessarily filmed. It's just, you know, you're watching it in the moment. Um, no, we actually had people submit tapes. So oh. it, it was, yeah, it was filmed. And um, yeah, I, 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 I think that like <clears throat> life is so much about perspective, right? And I think um, spending any time being like offended by somebody or like upset is so, it's such a, it's like such a waste, and I, and, I, and I just, I say that with like experience because I think I used to feel that way. Like, oh, I can't believe they did that. But it's like, well, that dissatisfaction just comes from, from me because like, well, because I can't change that person eating chips on the couch. I can't be like, hey, stop that, <laughs> you know, but what I can change is myself. And, um, and if that just means that you could literally be like screaming at the top of your lungs and I can still give a perfect performance, then so be it. I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, are you like me where you're like, cause what you just said there rings so true to me. It's just like, I wish we were born with that kind of, uh, knowledge. Like I wish we were born with knowing that it is all about perspective and, and to, to waste time being, you know, pissed off about something or, 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 you know, jealous of something, you know, it, it, it would save so much time and it would probably alter the course of your life, maybe possibly for the better. Like, I just wish we were born with that in our, in our minds right away. It's like not something we had to learn. And, you know, luckily I feel like I have a pretty good uh, perspective on everything as well. And, and I, it didn't take too long to get there, but I just feel like so much time was wasted having those kinds of emotions yeah totally yeah. and it's like why didn't they teach you that in like school <laughs> you know like even if like you know like maybe you know our parents didn't necessarily like teach us that let's say like have that be part of a, the curriculum you know because you would have much probably more like happy and successful people in the world but I don't yeah. know well, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that they're teaching that's just like, what, what, why are you teaching that? Like, then that's <laughs> never going to be used in the real world. Yeah. Teach me how to make a smart investment with my money. <laughs> yeah. No you joke. <laughs> like, I forget who it might've been my brother or my sister, but like, they were joking. They were like, we should be teaching like how to do taxes and like, yes. and like, <laughs> like stuff that you actually use in like stocks and stuff. And like. I was like, yeah, you probably should. I mean, it, 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 it is weird. It is weird what they do teach. But, I mean, we could go off on a side tangent there. But um, <laughs> we'll save that for some other time. But 
what's cool is that now, like you said, you, you look at your IMDb page and you do have quite a few credits on there. And out of all of those credits, what is the one that if you can pick one or a couple, if you want, but like, what's mm -hmm. the one that's like, you feel as though Jenny went to the next level. Like, okay, this is sort of like, if I'm looking back at my career 50 years from now, I could maybe pinpoint this as mm -hmm. it officially started here, even though it officially started a while back. This is sort of like professional, professional. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Totally. I, kn I do know what you mean. You <laughs> I do. Um, and it happened very recently. Um, y you know, like the, they say the most difficult thing for an actor, and I don't know if this is true or not, is to get their first co-star. Because um, it's tricky. A lot of times I think they say like, and I don't know how true this is, um, but they say casting and production, it, it's a risk for them if you're like at must join or if you're um, eligible because then they're, they're afraid, you know, they may get fined if they book you and you can't pay your dues, which is pretty, you know, it's a hefty amount. It's like 3500 to join the union. Um, but I remember I had been auditioning, 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 and feeling like, what am I doing? Like, maybe, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe all that luck I had in the beginning was just like a fluke. And I am not meant to do this. And I'm not meant to like share this as like an art with the world. You know, maybe it was supposed to just be a hobby. I don't know. And I remember going to this casting office one day and I, I had like work right after. And I remember thinking to myself like, okay, I have, I had literally one line to say I was like and it was like my first co-star because it, it's weird you know to be honest with you before that I had never had a co-star audition I'd only had either series regular auditions which where I had to prepare like 19 pages that I was never going to get because chances are it was, it was going to somebody more experienced or it was already offered out um or like there were commercials so I, I was just at a place where I'm like oh, wow, this is my first audition where it's one line. And I was like, I guess this is where I'm at now. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, I was in that state of like, just feeling like a little jaded, you know, and I walked into the office and they were so nice. And I remember feeling like, oh, well, I have to get to work though, you know, so I'm just going to do my one line and I'm going to go and I'm not going to think about this anymore. <laughs> and I did it. And there were, I remember like seeing a switch in this casting director that was different than like maybe my other times um, when I don't, when I had gone in for like bigger roles and they're like, can you do that again? But like this way. And I'm like, sure. And I do it. And they're like, great. I'm like, great. Bye. And I just like, didn't think about it. And um, I book it. And I remember, and they're like, oh, but if you book this, you have to be in the union because I was at a must join status. And I, and it was your, for you're the worst. Um, and it was last August. And I was like, Oh my, Oh my God, I just booked my first TV credit. And it was like the one that I, not that I cared the least about, but I think like, I was like so used to preparing 19 pages that I was like, Oh, one line, whatever. I don't care. You know, like, 
And I yeah. remember like that feeling being significant because I was like, oh, maybe, like maybe there is something to putting in so much practice that you get to a place where some you feel like, you know, like this feels like too easy almost. And that's the place you need to get to before you can get the job. Um, and whereas like, I felt like back then the series regular roles, like they felt a little overwhelming. Um, those weren't right. But because this was one line, they were, it was right. And it ended up getting booked for a bigger role, uh, a bigger part. Um, and it, I was, I was in it, you know, uh, quite a few times for, for that episode. Uh, so that was really cool. And I think that's when I was like, okay, I get it now. Um, I get what they want. I get what, where I need to be. And um, it kind of just like set the tone for, for where I, I knew I had to up my work ethic, you know, um, and then, uh, and then I would say my second credit uh, is is another big um, milestone. It's my first uh, union voiceover, uh, and that's uh, Thumb Wars with Steve Odekirk. So, okay, so really quickly before we get to there, because I am very uh, curious about that, the You're the Worst is that a show that's like on regular television, so like, so to speak, or is it like a streaming kind of show? Yes, it's on um, FXX. So the same, um, the same, it's cable. So like, okay. um, Sunny in Philadelphia okay. is on there. Um, what else? Yeah, uh, it, You're the Worst ran for five seasons. So it was, it's like, uh, it's What's a dark comedy. It's a dark comedy about um, it centers around two two people, um, Gretchen, who is who suffers from depression, um, and um, Jimmy, who's like a narcissist, and they fall in love, and they and the stories about them trying to navigate a relationship while dealing with with these um, these issues. <laughs> Uh, it's really good. Um, so I was really happy to be a part of that. And uh, what was your character's name? Well, my character didn't have a name. It was Fringe Jacket, although Gretchen <laughs> does does call her Rachel a few times um, flippantly, and she gets pretty upset. She's like, no one here is named Rachel. But uh, no, you, we never really find out her name. She She's one of the interns that were vying for Gretchen's position because she was going to leave. Wow. So five, five seasons and what you were in a couple of those seasons. I was in the last season in one episode, um, upgraded from one line to like seven or eight or something. Oh, okay. So you weren't just in the very last season. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, five seasons, I mean, for five seasons, you have to be, a successful show because you don't get the five seasons not being a successful show. <laughs> it's, it's a really good show. Um, I binge watched it and I don't generally binge. Uh, yeah, I enjoy it. I highly now, recommend are, watching it. I, 
definitely. But are you someone that can, like, when you got to the final season and uh, your episode came up, were you like, like, are you someone that can watch yourself or you're just like, nope, fast forward? I hated it. <laughs> um, so I don't think I, I don't know. It was weird. Like, and this is like a superficial thing, but I had made a choice last year to go blonde. Like I, for a little bit, I don't know. It was like, I was rebelling and, um, I was like in the middle of it when I booked this. So my hair was actually like orange. And so when I booked this, I was like, Oh my God, what do I do? And there's like, I was already like hundreds of dollars in, um, this process of going blonde and, but that here I am needing to be on set and I booked it with the hair, you know, but I was just like, Oh, maybe they'll tie it back. Like maybe we won't notice it. And they're like, you know what? I think we're going to do your hair down today. And I was like, Oh no. So I think when I saw myself, all I could think about <laughs> was my hair is kind of orange and that really bothered me. Um, so it was like really hard to focus. Um, and I wish I could. Like, I wish I could be completely objective and be like, this isn't me. This is somebody else. I just want to watch it for the acting. And I, I just, I can't. I still can't. <laughs> well, well th- apparently they didn't have a big of an issue, right? They, they were just like, keep your orange hair. No, they, they, I guess they didn't care, which is, uh, maybe they were like, oh, it's a choice. <laughs> <laughs> she felt like, uh, she felt like fringed jacket would, uh, <laughs> would have orange hair right that was the character's name fringed jacket yes that's a character's name fringed yeah. jacket oh yeah and and the other ones not... were like cool bangs and ripped jeans we had to play like <laughs> hipster cool girls you know oh okay which i guess makes sense you know like orange hair hipster yeah yeah, yeah. i mean it, but it. it's just an odd choice that in the credits that's what they listed you as like it wouldn't be like hipster number one or something it definitely could have been that too um it's just weird that they like zeroed in on a article of clothing yeah (laughs) they definitely did and they they made sure we wore the thing that they were booking us for like i definitely had a fringe jacket on did you get Um, to keep it no and honestly it was way too big for me um (laughs) like i didn't actually get my wardrobe picked out until five minutes before the scene. Um, it was, you know, they were having a really hard time trying to find something that would fit me. I don't think they were expecting me to be as small as I am. <laughs> wow. So that's the, that's where you would pinpoint as like, you're the worst is, is really where it kind of took off. And then you said your, your first union job is thumb wars. My first union voiceover voiceover okay yeah um yeah so so i gotta say because i mean it's such an odd thing because uh like from here on out i don't care if if you become like the next angelina jolie and and you're you know doing all this incredible work i'm just going to always remember you as thumb wars (laughs) (laughs) and and because i remember like okay so I'm doing it like I'm doing like a video series right now where I'm highlighting uh, Steve's films and yeah, just cause I'm a big fan of his uh, for the most part. I prior to starting this, I had seen only two of his films and uh, um, 
they're just some of my favorite comedies of all time. So I was like, I'm going to highlight him because he's somebody that you wouldn't necessarily normally find highlighted anywhere, really, because mm. he's so specific with his with his brand of uh, entertainment and comedy and whatnot. So um, this dropped this this Thumb Wars thing because he had been like promoting it for a while. And so I was like, oh, sweet. It, you know, it's finally here. And so I checked it out, went to the IMDb page and then looked at the cast and literally you're the only person listed. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. And, the, and apparently your character's name is Toes. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's okay. All right. So yeah, like I clicked on like your profile and then of course the rest is history. Obviously I went to Instagram and I was like, I want to get her on because if nothing else, I want to know what it was like to work with Steve Odekirk. Uh, because I, you know, like I said, I just find him fascinating. So he's so um, talented and so funny. Yeah. So, like, what is okay? So, before we get to actually working with Steve, I assume that it doesn't come that easily. What's the process of getting into the same room with Steve Odekirk? Okay. So Steve Odekirk, he generally works with friends. Um. That is kind of the rule of thumb, no pun intended. Um, (laughs) And uh, so I I mean, I've always kind of like, and and, and voiceover world in general, I always hear is it's kind of like, you're either in the crowd or you're not. And it's hard to get in. Um, It takes a long time because it is like, you know, there, there are people who, they cast the same people all the time. You know, there are a lot of really talented voiceover actors and it's a really great job and they want to keep their job, you know? Um, And so I, I don't think like voiceover always intrigued me and people in the past have told me that that's something that they think I should look into doing, but I didn't know how I didn't know where. Um, And so it was interesting because Uh, Like I said, you know, going back to when I first decided to start acting and I got the studio apartment um, where half the half the other tenants were other actors. There was my apartment manager who um, his name is his name is Chris Moss. Um, And I remember at the time I was like, oh, he's the coolest. He's like so successful. He's where I want to be like that. (laughs) And like, um, Cause like he had, he had been in the industry for like 10 years and he was just teaching me so much. Um, and, and I had worked with him, you know, on a couple of projects and we, we were like good, you know, good friends for a little bit and then like just lost touch, you know? And, and I remember when we were friends, like he would introduce me to his friends who were like produ- producers and directors. And it was all kind of like, okay, cool. These are people that I am meeting and they seem really nice. And I'm just here. Like I never looked at it as like, Oh, this is like me networking or this is like, this could be good for my career. Like I never looked at it that way. I was just like, I'm me and I'm just going to share my energy with you and have fun. And then that was it. Um, and that was it, you know, for for a long time, because once I moved out of the studio um, apartment, I really had like lost touch with everybody because, you know, you get so busy and you go on your own separate tracks and then 
next thing you know, you know, you have relationships and that's it. So I remember I was in Ohio with my boyfriend um, this year in June and we were in a really long car ride and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to look at my Instagram filtered messages. I kid you not. Like I was just like, I'm just going to go through these and see like, you know, what I can delete. And I noticed Chris Moss's message was in there from like three days prior. And I'm like, oh, how weird. I would have never seen this if I hadn't decided to randomly go through my filtered messages, which is something I never do, by the way. Um, and he, he messages me and goes, hey, um, do you remember Paul? Uh, he was a friend of mine, producer. He remembers you. He lives right next to me now. Same place. Uh, wants to know if you want to do a, you know, small little film, Steve Odekirk, whatever. Anyways, here's his number. And I was like, what? <laughs> okay. Um, so I called Paul, Paul Marshall up. And he's like, yeah, you know, uh, Steve Odekirk. I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Um, and he's like, yeah, so he's doing a Thumb Wars, like, full feature-length movie. And um, uh, he's looking for an Asian actress who is proficient in comedy. Um, and we thought of you and your energy, and we think you would be perfect for it. And he was just like, uh, if you like, you can send in a quick audition tape. We'll send you the script. Just pick out a couple of things you might want to do um, out of there, and, you know, we'll cast you, <laughs> basically is what he said. And I was like, oh, all right, sounds good. Um, and I was like, I just remember, like, after hanging up, I was like, what? He remembers me from six years ago. That's crazy. Um, you know, because I'm sure, like, they, they, I mean, they meet tons of people all the time. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I read the script, found a couple of parts that I gravitated towards that I really thought I could have a lot of fun with and took some chances. Um, uh-huh. And they were like, loved it. <laughs> that was wow. That was it. So, okay, being 100% real here, you're, you genuinely knew who Steve Odekirk was? Like, that wasn't something you just said to be like, oh, yeah, of course I know who Steve Odekirk is. Like, you actually knew who he was? I knew who he was because of Jimmy Neutron. Nice. <laughs> um, I was a big Jimmy Neutron fan. And, um, you know, and I, I grew up, loving Jim Carrey. So, you know, like Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura. Yep. Yeah. Bruce Almighty. I was, of course, like that stuff I was a hundred percent in on, um, did not know about Thumb Wars or Thumb Nation, um, at all. Like didn't even know that this was a thing. So when I got the script, I remember being like, I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> Um, and I was, I was like, you know what? And I was like, I was in the car with my boyfriend. He's like, why don't you read it out loud and we'll, we'll decipher it. And I was like, okay. So I go on and he was just like, oh my God, is this Thumb Wars? And I'm like, 
yes, do you know what this is? And he's like, I do. And he's a huge fan. He's like, these are great. Let me show you a ton of clips. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. I, I had no idea that this was, like, a thing. And I, I was, like, thoroughly enjoyed it. It was so silly and funny and unique. Um, I, I really enjoyed the Bat Thumb, um, specifically. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so then I was like, okay, now I get it. And, it, you know, because, like, when you're just reading, if you have never seen Thumb, any of the Thumb animation, like, just reading a, the script from paper, it's almost like it's so uh, out of this world that you, it's like it takes a, a little bit of time to ground, you know. But once you see it, it's like, okay, it all makes complete sense. And it's like, I I had no idea how wacky this was until and and then like I was super excited because you know I that's all that's all I've ever wanted since like Groundlings days you know is to be able to play a wacky fun character and and yes I got cast like part of it was because I of my ethnicity but it was nice to not play something that like indicated that oh like I had to be um like a stereotype of sorts, you know, like I could just be like a fun character actor. That's it. And um, so that was, that was really cool. Yeah, no, a- absolutely. But like, what, like what I'm curious about is, do you also do like, are you, um, was it just voiceover or do you participate in the actual, like, like is your face on one of the characters? Yes. Nice. Yes. Um, and it's such an, it's such a cool process. Um, I, and this is another cool thing, Eddie, like, I don't know. This is, I'm really big on like following your gut and your intuition because like, there's something to that. Like, uh, I, I'm a spiritual person. Like I believe in like God and all that. And like, and there's like, just too many things that happen that I'm like, there's no way these are just all coincidences. Um, Because one night I was, um, I was just in the mood to watch Pulp Fiction randomly. So I'm, I'm watching it. Next thing I know, Paul calls me and he's like, Hey, so tomorrow you're coming in on set um, to act alongside Phil Lamar. And I'm like, cool. Sounds good. I have no idea who he's talking about. He's like, all right, cool. Phil Lamar. I'm like, mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, talk to you later. I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> um, I, so I go on Instagram. I look him up. And literally one of his first credits is Pulp Fiction. Wow. Yeah. Um, did you, do you know who Phil Lamar is? For some reason, hold on, Phil Lamar. That's like like that name's ringing a bell. A uh, huge voiceover actor just did Lion King. Um, he's uh, I don't oh, I don't want to give anything away for people who who haven't seen Pulp Fiction, but he, if you look at his IMDb, he's just done a ton of work, um, and he's like super talented uh, voiceover actor. Um. So, like, he's done Futurama, Samurai Jack. Um, he's been on Mad TV. Yes, I was waiting for you to say that. Okay. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Okay, okay, cool. <laughs> Sorry. Yep, I can see him. 
yeah, Bojack. I mean, like, it just goes on. The list goes on and on and on. Like, he's a legend, I would say. Um, and, uh, you know, so I I get on set, which is um, basically just a, it, it was a voiceover studio in Studio City. Um, and I meet Phil Lamar and we hit it off like right away. We're both only children. Um, we just had like great chemistry. And, uh, so Steve comes out, talks to us like super nice. Um, and we go in and the setup is basically a, um, like a ring light with, like a, it's like but it's a ring like contraption almost like when you go to the optometrist and you know when you have to like put your chin on like um you know to get your like the little like uh, air bubble I forget what it's called like into your eyes yeah yeah it's like one of those things like it looks like that um but with a ring light around around it and a camera right in the middle so you stick your head, you sit on the seat and you stick your head in here and then they have these little pads on each side of your face where, and they like, you know, it's like Frankenstein, they like screw it in and the pads just like keep your face in place <laughs> so you don't move. <laughs> um, and then you, you know, you're sitting and I'm just sitting alongside Phil Lamar, Chris Moss. And uh, Steve Oderkirk, because he plays one of the characters as well, he plays Loke, um, and and we act, we act the shit out of it. Like it's all face, so um, it's very, very. I, I mean, it's so fun, but like, uh, you know, you have to be very expressive. Oh, absolutely. So that's okay. So that's how they accomplish it. So like, they'll eventually the finished product will be all that um, data or recording that takes place in that little device is then uh, put over to your character in the, uh, like in the final film. Yeah. Yeah. And do you, and, and, but like, do you, cause like for some reason I'm imagining that you can't, like there's something blocking your eyes. Can you like see like, 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 can you see around you? Mm. Very, I mean, it. the ring light is very bright. So no, not really. You just, you're just kind of, what happens is, um, you know, Steve, the director will be like, um, okay, like, you know, Loke and I will be on the right and um, Popo will be on the left. And so like, this is what's happening. This is what you see. And you're kind of just imagining it. And um and then, you know, and then that's, those are your eye lines. <laughs> Interesting. I had no idea that's how that was accomplished. Like, yeah, it sounds, it sounds much cooler than, than like the way I envisioned for some reason. Like, it's just, I, I don't even know how I thought they did it. Honestly, like I thought maybe even like the faces weren't actual faces. They were just like, like computerized, but those no. are actual faces. Yeah. They take your, it's your mouth and your eyes interesting yeah wow so are you are are you given free reign to kind of uh uh go off script or do you have to stick to the script no um we were given free range um 
and it, it was especially fun, I will say, improvising with Steve. Like, Steve is a master improviser. There were moments where, so, like, we would do it once on, on script, and then, um, and then if all is good, then he'll be like, okay, now let's have fun. Um, and he'll come in, and we'll just, like, riff off each other. Um, it's just a good time, <laughs> you know, just, like, like allowing us to just go crazy and, you know, the ping pong of just like a natural dialogue of go yeah it's I don't want to give away too much but yes we're allowed to go off script and it's very fun (laughs) now now, now clearly I'm not really a big Star Wars guy so to speak like I'm um I'm not very familiar with it and so watching the first one that he did uh the Phantom Cuticle like I kind of understood what the what the jokes were but I feel like you have to you have to really understand the source material to get it, obviously, because it's a parody of yes the, of the film. This one is clearly a like it's in reference to the new one coming out. Um, it is and it isn't. Um, okay. I I would say it is a mashup. Um, that's all I can say. <laughs> because, well, no, because like, 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 I'm not trying to pry things out of you. I'm just like trying yeah. to figure out like how, it, like, if it is incorporating things from the new film that hasn't been released yet. It's like, it like it has me thinking like the Steve know things that aren't out there yet, and like he was somehow able to put them in this uh, version that he wanted to do. Or, I mean, maybe I'm not sure. Huh. Um. What I do know is that um, he is there. It is a parody of something that has already come out. Um, the trailer is out. I don't know if you've had a chance to take a look at it. Oh yeah. Um, oh good. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's to, it's coming out on my birthday, December first. Um, nice. So I I'm not entirely sure. Um, but I do know that there are parts of it um, that is a direct parody. Now, when you say, sorry, when you say, like, when you say coming out, I I can't imagine, and correct me if I'm wrong, I can't imagine that this thing will be in actual, like, theaters across the entire country, right? Yeah, I mean, I think, I I mean, I think he wants, it it is a worldwide release. Um, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, how they're planning on doing it, but they they want to do it where um, you know everyone is able to see it at once um, the day that it comes out, and then and I think then it'll adjust itself to whatever you know platform he decides to do it on. Well, I hope he stays true to like you know the other ones because all like all the other ones are on DVD, so that would be pretty cool to to have the complete set because I do have like. I have all of those. Do um, you? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Like I have the whole box set. It's called All Thumbs. Um, yeah. And I feel like I'm in such a niche. Like I feel like I'm in a niche of a niche. Like mm-hmm. I tell people, oh yeah, like friends of mine, I'll be like, yeah, I'm covering Steve Odekirk. And they're like, Steve Odekirk. I'm like, Kung Pao. They're like, oh. And I'm yeah. like, yeah. And then I'm like, and I thought about doing the thumbs, but he didn't really direct all of them. He just did 
the first one from my understanding. So I kind of excluded those and they're like the thumbs. I'm just like, yeah, he has this whole thing. It kind of explains why in Kung Pao, his tongue is like alive. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but, but like, seriously, like I'm just, oh man, I don't think I could be in the same room with him because I would just be quoting Kung Pao the whole time. Oh, <laughs> I'd be like chosen one. I'm sure. I'm sure he would love it. Were you familiar with that before you uh, before you got the gig? I I wasn't. Have you seen it since? I haven't. I'm. I'm oh. I'm I will. I'm going Jenny, to watch it now. <laughs> please, I trust me when I say this. That is Steve's best thing ever. Like, are you serious? Really? Yes, okay. it's his best thing ever. It's, oh. it's essentially he puts himself into a '70s like Hong Kong movie, and he voices everything. He does all the voices, and yeah, like plus the fact that you know him personally, it's so cool. And he plays the main guy; he's the chosen one, and uh, it's just a. It's I think honestly, it's the funniest movie I've ever seen. Like it is what that is the funniest a huge movie. statement to make. I'm telling you, like I've seen a lot of comedies. Yes, you have to. It's done. I'm watching it tonight. Kung Pao, enter the fist. (laughs) (laughs) Even the name is funny. It's Um, so good. Like, oh man, I want to get him on. Like I've actually reached out to him, like, because he has a Facebook and he has all the social media. I just don't think he's active on it, but like I've sent him messages like, please, Steve, come on the podcast. I want to talk to you about Kung Pao. (laughs) I mean, I feel like... I can't imagine him not. I mean, he's probably really, really busy with like post production, um, trying yeah. to get the movie out. Because this is like the he's moving very quickly, you know. Because we just wrapped um, not too long ago, so the fact that um, he's trying to get it released this year, or he is releasing it this year, that is, I mean, it's incredible, you know, that that time frame. Um, Usually it takes, I, I would say, like, normally I think some uh, another animation film may, wouldn't be released till like, next December. So that's probably what he's busy with. Um, but, I, I mean, I'm sure he would be. I don't know. Maybe maybe I can maybe I can reach out or something. See what happens. I mean, no obligation. I mean, that would, like, I, <laughs> I, would, I would adore you for the rest of my life. I just, <laughs> you would fulfill a nerd's, like, dream because then I'll but, do it <laughs> but like 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 also just the fact that I'm talking to you like you have worked with him and I think that's so cool I think you know a lot of people wouldn't like I don't know I feel a lot of people would be like oh okay Steve Odekirk and I, and that's why I'm like doing the stuff I'm doing based around him because I think he is very underrated I think he is oh for sure supremely underrated and I think I think he keeps it that way on purpose, though, you know, because he is like, you know, a little bit more private, um, reserved, um, and and you know, I, I don't know, like I feel like a lot of the writers I know are kind of like that, you know, they're like more private and more reserved, and the you know, like uber talented, but still like they're just more like observers of the world, you know. Like, yeah. Um, perhaps that's that's why he's underrated, like purposefully underrated. You know, he's like, I want to keep it that way. 
yeah and plus he he is much more of a yeah like a writer he isn't uh you like you look at his credits and a majority of it is he's strictly the writer and um he rarely does the the whole package and uh like you said it's probably on purpose and he's been absent for quite some time i think you know that's another purposeful like decision is just to like maybe he wants to focus on family i know he has a family and yeah but yeah he's just he's he's great he is 100 percent great and uh i agree and he should be the whole package because he's also a really really good actor so fun yeah yeah and you'll see that when you watch kung pao you'll be like i mean you know it's obviously like another spoof so he's being wacky and over the top but uh it's one of those things where you're like i couldn't imagine anyone else playing this this character he's just Mm. uh and he's in really good shape too in that movie like he takes his shirt off a couple times and like he's ripped (laughs) oh okay well good yeah this came out in like 2002 so um motivation (laughs) to watch it (laughs) yeah right (laughs) but uh that's awesome like i'm really happy for you and it seems like everything is on the up and up for you it feels it feels that way um I, I don't, I try to stay neutral about it all, uh, but it has been a good year. So uh, going into 2020, speaking of years, like, do you have, do you have goals still? Do you still have goals or are you still kind of just like day to day living in the moment kind of thing? Or do you have things you want to aspire to accomplish? It's both. I, I, have goals and I'm also living day to day and I know that things are you know ever evolving and um I can never predict what's going to happen you know much like thumb wars I would have never thought um but I do know uh that in the past two weeks I've had some significant opportunities um be presented to me so I guess you know uh, and I feel like I you know we were talking about delivering earlier on um I feel like I delivered so but it's not up to me (laughs) so we will see and I I I hope but I'm also I don't expect anything you know so kind of keeping it uh, low expectations and then if if anything happens that way, you're not like completely let down. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. exactly. I think that's very important for an actor because so much of it is, you know, if you're not, if you're not creating it, so much is, of it is out of your control and that's okay. You know, um, I'm just happy to, I'm very happy to be at a place where I feel like um, my talent or my work uh, matches the opportunities that are coming my way. So I'm, I'm ready for them as opposed to maybe like six years ago, like I wasn't ready. And I was just like, sure, I'll do it. I don't know. <laughs> um, but now it's like, okay, um, I'm doing my part. And that's, I mean, that's enough comfort for me. I trust that the rest will come. Cool. Cool. Good answer. I mean, it's, I mean, that's like, I honestly, I don't know other, like any other way to, to approach it. I'm obviously not in your shoes, but I think that's probably the best way to approach it. Just take it day by day, have your goals in mind and, and 
you said you're a spiritual person, it'll, it'll all fall into place. And, uh, I'm sure something from this will lead into, like you said, you've already gotten some stuff and it just seems like you're a naturally lucky person. So, uh, <laughs> that's awesome. So, yeah, that's nice. I mean, but also I, I will say that a lot of luck does come from, um, putting yourself out there and making sure that you are prepared, um, for, for the opportunities that come your way, you know? That's the, I think for anybody, that's how you can get luckier. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just sit in your house and be like, all right, I'm ready to be discovered. Right. You know, (laughs) you definitely gotta, you definitely gotta put out that work. So yeah, not saying that it's just all luck, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. I can't wait. Like I'm definitely gonna, um, try to find, uh, you're the worst because I definitely want to, uh, check it out. Also just for the fact that you're in it but also just the the premise sounded pretty cool and then clearly whenever thumb wars comes out i'm going to try to see it however possible so oh yeah definitely i'm sure you will and once i when i watch kung pao i'm i'm texting you (laughs) please do please do it's uh it's i know it's on like it's on digital places and then i it's it's only on dvd it doesn't have a blu-ray but uh i don't think it would benefit from a blu-ray because it's you know, it's supposed to look old and grainy because mm. it's like a 70s obscure movie. So perfect. Good. Yeah. It's awesome. I'm sure I'll so, find it. Oh, yeah. It's on YouTube. You can you can rent it for like three bucks or something. So perfect. Well, I uh, I I must say thank you for coming on. Um, thank you for thank you. responding because uh, normally I don't send emails. Normally I try to do the you know, just instant messaging kind of thing, like on whatever social media thing, but uh, it uh, just seemed better to, to to email, so. Yeah, thank you for reaching out. This has been so fun. I love this. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for coming on and uh, definitely stay in touch and let me know what you think about uh, Kung Pao and I'll let you know what I think about Thumb Wars. Absolutely. All right, I'll talk You're to awesome. you. Appreciate thank it. you so much. <laughs> Bye. Bye.